Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A couple of armchair GMs who have yet to be wrong with any of their Timberwolves takes. <laughs> right. It's Flagrant Howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Tyke. You all laughed. You all laughed when old Macadac told you Wolves in seven. Was that you that got the Wolves in seven chant going from inside? By the way, Kyle, Kyle's inside Target Center right now. Is, uh, I see a couple streams of, con- of confetti maybe falling prematurely behind your head, though. But uh, They told me the season was over, Phil. They said it was over. <laughs> Anthony All you need Edwards is one. didn't. Anthony Edwards told everyone Jesus. after they went down 3-0, I promise you the series is not over yet. Um, welcome into a live episode here of Flagrant Howls. Again, Kyle at Target Center, Phil Mackey hanging out here, holding it down uh, in the studio, the home studio down the street. And the Timberwolves have avoided elimination. They've avoided a sweep in emphatic fashion. Anthony Edwards absolutely goes off in this game again 34 points six rebounds five assists the dagger three to stave off another nuggets comeback uh what is your just main top of the head takeaway five minutes after this game ends kyle people get people get upset when i'm a little too optimistic so let's just call a spade a spade they're gonna lose this series Denver's really good. Nikola Jokic is an MVP multiple times over. Um, this roster is broken. This team has a big offseason. They need to figure out so many things from top to bottom. Who's making the decisions? You know, Who's going to coach? Who's going to fill up the water bottles? All that stuff. This is why you make the playoffs. It's that simple. You watch this kid again tonight, like, just time after time after time. Like, he hits that step back, fade away, with, I think, 250 left to put him up 12. Then the Nuggets go on one of the craziest streaks I've ever seen in person. I mean, credit to the, the crowd here. The crowd, there, it was actually pretty busy. Like, there wasn't a ton of open seats. But when he hit that step back to go up 12, I mean, it was loud as hell. Uh, and then the Nuggets just went 3-3-3. Three, three, three. And then the Wolves went, like, Carl, bad shot. Nikhil, really bad shot. Mike Conley, turnover. And every time they needed someone to save their ass... This 21-year-old kid who people didn't think liked basketball uh, stepped up and just hit <laughs> shot after shot after shot. I think he's, I mean, gold, the Twitter timeline is just full of every stat you can think of. The only player in NBA history with five 30-point playoff games before 22. LeBron and Ant. Yeah, uh, he just he's, passed he's, Kobe on that list. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he feels the moment. He embraces the moment. Uh, he was, I mean... I'm talking about that shot he hit with 250 left. I'm talking about the shot he hit in overtime to win it. He also had, like, 20 points in the third. He was exhausted. He played damn near every minute in the second half. Uh, but, again, that's what that, that this team is not very good. <laughs> they have a lot of things to work on, and we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about this offseason. But I said it with Dane Moore after Game 3. I said it with you after Game 3. They know they have something special. And everything, the way that they tear down the arena tonight should be all approved by Ant. Because that kid is, you don't get a lot of those guys 
the Wolves have one, and they need to make sure that they take care of him. Impre- impressive like, stuff. You know, I, and, 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 and by the way, I, I will give credit to Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, he brought it for a chunk of the game tonight. Winds up just with a silly foul to foul out on Jokic. Yeah, There's a couple yeah, bad fouls. Yeah. And, I, and I, I only bring him up because I just want, like, I had kind of an epiphany watching Anthony Edwards in this game. And a lot of people just wonder, like, why do you hate on Cat so much, Mackie? Why are you so anti Carl Anthony Towns? Why are you such a hater, right? And I think I just love the way Anthony Edwards represents Timberwolves fans. I love the way he represents the state of Minnesota. I love everything he's about. I love the fact that he's a hardworking fighter on the court. He's he's one of the in a good way, one of the, probably the, like the cockiest, most confident players you're going to find in the NBA. Again, not in like an overinflated sort of uh, like insecure way, but in a truly like he believes he's the best player on the court sort of way. And I just love that he keeps coming at you relentlessly. He truly believes he's better than Jokic, better than Murray, yeah, yeah. better than LeBron when he's out there. And at some point, he will be. In in flashes, he is. Tonight, yep. he was right. Yep. And I just I and, and I'm I'm not I'm not going to turn it into a Carl Anthony Towns dump fest, but I just think there's such a difference in what Ant brings: demeanor, tenacity, everything. He's someone that you can be proud to have representing you as the best player on the court for your favorite basketball team. Yep. That's like that's the best way I can sort of sum up my intrinsic feeling watching him play basketball. Well, and we on on Friday. I don't know what day it is. Sunday games should be illegal by the way. Like the list of things I have against Adam Silver is just growing <laughs> exponentially. I mean, we had like 12 challenges tonight. Dude, There's Wolves like, are going to Wolves are going to take that in-season tournament. Let's, let's get it. Let's get the in-season I mean, tournament. God, let's hang the, the banner. Between the tip time and all the injuries, just whatever. But uh, no, I'm with you. I mean, this is this is kind of a larger thing, and I, I'm not the first one to like talk about it. We've talked about it, you and I, and you and Phil, or you and Judd. But this is you know Kaprizov, right, for the Wild, like Jefferson for the Vikings, Buxton for the Twin. Like you, th- this kid is that special. Like you just don't see a lot of guys like him. I mean. Again, at 21 to be putting up these types of numbers. There was another stat yesterday where he's like, I think he's like sixth in the playoffs right now in scoring. <laughs> he's outscored like all the big guys that you would think of that are in big, you know, big time playoff series. So, again, I, I'm I'm beating a dead horse here, but it's just it. You need to see that he's capable of doing this. You'd also like, to, I mean, again, if we want to break down the game, like you also would love for him to not have to do this, right? Like that three in the corner over Aaron Gordon was awesome or whatever, but. It would be great if they were just one in overtime. That was a hair away from, I probably would say, the worst loss I've ever seen in my entire life. Not that they're going anywhere, Phil, but, like, it was 12, and then it was not 12. And it yeah. was like, holy shit. I mean, and, and I'm sitting in media row right now with all the actual journalists that actually do hard work, and they're trying to, like, <laughs> submit gamers and also figure out, like, does Frontier Airlines have any more tickets to Denver? So shout out to all the guys that actually work hard. But uh, impressive stuff also, too. Being in the arena, while the Nuggets were going on that run, Phil, Nikhil had that shot in the corner where it's like, what are you doing? Like, read the room a little bit. Yeah. But he was really, seeing it in person, he was really down on himself. Like, he thought that was in. Also, he played phenomenal defense. He had a couple of huge buckets in overtime. He hit two threes from the same corner. And, I mean, it was like, I, I was really happy for the kid because 
anyone who watched that game with an astute eye was like, dude, Nikhil was yeah. he was glued to Jamal Murray. I mean, Jamal Murray only had, I think, maybe 15 points, 17 points. Uh, Nikhil, it's just all the stuff he does that you don't statistically see in a box score. He's just running and running and running and running and getting hit and getting chipped, and it's just... So for him to hit those two threes in the exact same corner that he missed, the one that would have iced the game in regulation, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a player too. And again, it's what you kind of learn in these big settings is like, Nikhil's a guy you can go to war with. Ant's a guy you can go yes. to war with. Um, I don't know about some other guys, but I, I also thought Carl had a pretty good game. His last two fouls, you can't do that. But the one against Aaron Gordon that was his fifth, that was just kind of like an arm bar, I don't know, man. Like It was an absolute bloodbath underneath the rim for like four quarters on both sides so yeah. to call that in that spot was kind of weak but yeah then that sixth one it's like dude you just can't have your hands on guys so Jokic by the way flowers to him <laughs> he's got such a great old man game doesn't he he's uh, just he did, like he's, <laughs> he's he just, just stands at the there. top of the three his he's like 300 pounds but like 290 is below like his, his arms hips. are bleeding all over the place yeah the and he night, just like know? is looking around and none of his guys are doing anything and he's just like f it whatever and he just takes his high arcing three and makes it and then he comes down again and like he's impressive to watch but again to back to your point about ant this are, it's nothing against it's nothing against any other player on this roster but when ant does something big i mean it's it's like he knows it's a movie really like i know other players on this team have joked about it felt like a movie, but Ant's actually a lead actor. Like he knows that big time threes and blocks and like extra effort plays are what get this arena going. And yes. it was a, uh, I mean, again, credit to the fans. I'm one of them, but credit to the fans because they were loud as hell in that fourth quarter, and they uh, they brought it and Ant brought it, and I don't know. I just a kind of blacked out after that after they blew that 12 point lead. So I'm just kind of like sitting here in shock. I'm like, this is the worst. It would have been a, it would have been a very fitting way for the Wolves to go out. <laughs> oh. Just 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 epically blow a 12 point lead with two minutes to go. Just like like the 20th blown double digit lead, and it all happens in the last two minutes. I have a uh, another place to take this Anthony Edwards conversation with you here in just a second. But we have we have over a thousand people hanging out with us past well not quite past but almost midnight on a Sunday night. So thank you all, all you crazy Timberwolves fans out there. You have earned this moment of joy, even if it's fleeting and only lasts for a couple days. But you've at least also earned years of Anthony Edwards. And I think just before I put a couple housekeeping things on this episode, the fact that even if you get beat by 25 points in Game 5, the fact that you have discovered this version of Anthony Edwards... The, the the fully realized, at least for now, because I think there's another fully realized version that's yet to come, which is scary to think about. But this monster 21-year-old that's just dropping 30 and 35 in clutch shots, he's going to sign a max contract. It's the hardest thing to find, a superstar player. you We've had a bunch of false starts, right? You thought Kevin Love was that. You thought Andrew Wiggins was that. You thought Carl Anthony Towns was that. Turns out those guys were complimentary role players. And those guys also, at least two of them, had to go somewhere else and be the third guy. Anthony Edwards is the number one guy, and he will be for the Timberwolves. If you are hanging out with us, thank you. Please click subscribe on the Scorn Earth YouTube channel and the like button so we can help spread the word about this postgame show and about <laughs> everything you're helping us build here on Flagrant Howls and at Scorn Earth. Um, Kevin Garnett has been tweeting a lot more about the Timberwolves lately. I can't remember if you told me this or if I heard it from someone else. Oh, in the come last on. forty-eight Give me a hours. little credit. We were having beers at the Twins game. Did you? We were. Yes. <laughs> no, we no, no. I mean, I just you. We've I've heard that like he 
they're you know they're starting to like kind of grease the wheels a little bit hang like you know the relationship is not as frosty as it can we say that the relationship yeah. is not as frosty as it was i don't think it's a coincidence ago. that he's been tweeting a lot of positive things about the wolves i, I would just say that um, i agree with you and what i want to say is his so his tweet tonight troops on your mfing back ant-man keep fighting hashtag wolves i feel like and, and, you know in kg it was like eight years ago that kg was on the roster was wasn't he on the like it was it was cat's first year right it was like yeah Kat yep. and, and wiggins second year yep and so he did play with those guys and he does feel a connection to those guys and i know that he has stayed in touch with those guys but it feels to me just sort of observing his tweets and also hearing a couple things behind the scenes i think he feels almost like a spiritual basketball connection to anthony edwards i do too that that ant is really the first guy since kg that has that basketball warrior that dog alpha dog (laughs) yes yes because i i mean kg's not a KG, you don't sense it from Cat. You don't. You didn't sense mm-hmm. it from Wiggins necessarily. Although Wiggy, watching Wiggins in a Warriors uniform, like there's like he's all over the place today, diving for loose balls and stuff. But I just think, I think KG sort of sees Anthony Edwards watching on TV, wherever he was watching tonight, and thinks, yes, that's that's a heartbeat player, just like I was, and I can get with this. I can get you know. Let's bring Mark Laurie, Alex Rodriguez, in as the majority yep. owners, Anthony Edwards, and the. This feels like a comfort zone for him to come back, I guess, is what I'm saying. I, I don't – I think Kevin Garnett is wired similar to me in the sense that he's just petty as hell. But I would imagine that when the layaway plan is finally over and own, new ownership has the comfy seats by the bench and it's Mark Lowry and A-Rod, that I think you'll see more Kevin Garnett around this franchise and soon after that maybe something hanging – up there so uh it's yeah. well past time to retire number 21 uh this franchise has about four good moments and three of them came tonight with anthony edwards shots and then the other <laughs> one was just garnett's presence so um but yeah you know it's funny too because like they kind of pulled out all the all the stops tonight they had uh jimmy jam here uh i've been hanging out with our mutual friend of the program but i've been hanging out with uh Kirby or Kilby all day. He's staying at my hotel. He got to meet my parents. Um, I will Kilby say, and I had, Kilby and I had a nice little brunch this morning at we, yeah. uh, the Nicollet Island Inn too. He's, I was just, so we had a house. weird morning today where like I'm leaving my hotel to take my parents to brunch, and Kilby's down there and he recognizes me, which is like what the hell. And then my mom is like starstruck over him. And then Kilby's like, yeah, actually Phil's coming to take me to to lunch. And then my dad is like, oh, I get to meet Phil. But my dad's like <laughs> losing his shit over talking to you, and it's just all over the place. But uh, yeah, Kil- Kilby was he was pretty confident they were going to win this one so uh might have to get him back on this week but as i say that it's like they had pretty much all the biggest wolves kind of related celebrities that you could think of tonight here but then late in the fourth quarter i think it was actually overtime when the wolves were like up five and they were about to ice it but they needed the fans to kind of one more push who'd they play on the jumbotron kg 24 year old kevin garnett from 20 years ago yeah yeah so it's like (laughs) if that man was sitting courtside tonight you know, get going crazy after Ant hit a shot. Uh, that would have been pretty special. So they got to get him back here, and I'm I'm more confident than I was a year ago that he, that they'll do the right thing sooner or later. But uh, yeah, yeah. this place just this is a place that he built, right? And now it's just he's given the keys to Ant, and you just those two guys over 34 years are they're the only ones who can get that sort of reaction from people in the arena because of just like you said, the extra effort, the extra just overall power that they put into whatever they're doing, whether it be offensive or defensive. So 
Dude, uh, there's all, there's also like there's just something. You know, KG had it. Ant has it. There's something about being in an arena with 18, 19,000 fans and just being in control of the arena, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think. Yep. No, I'm with you. It's such it's such a weird sort of romantic, subjective thing in basketball, but. Steph Curry has it. LeBron James has it. It's it's just it's like you're you're the conductor of a nineteen thousand piece orchestra or something, mm-hmm. and you've you've got your teammates, the opposition, and the fans all sort of on a string on your finger. Yep. And and it and it's your arena, and Anthony Edwards has that quality, and he showed it tonight, right? Where everyone's hearts are racing. The Wolves need a bucket. The crowd's going crazy. There's nervous energy. The Nuggets are making a run again in overtime. And Ant, it's almost like the Matrix, man. It's slow motion. And he just rocks the ball back and forth on the wing. Stutter step. You know, boom, boom, one, two, shuffle, three-pointer, game over. Like, it's it's just, it's Neo in the Matrix. I know know we're not going to do event line tonight because I got to get on a plane in like two hours, but, uh, it's the reason I told that guy on Friday, you got to come to these games, right? Like, it, even if they lose tonight, like, mm-hmm. you, there, there's going to be so many clips that come out of all these different angles of Ant hitting that shot, Ant hitting that shot, photos of him that's literally say him or whatever, himothy. But if you just get to <laughs> watch, like, he just brings so much energy and so, like, he just has this face when he hits those shots. Everything is so calm to him. I mean, for him to take 27 shots and, you know, 12 threes and get to the line six times, he only had one foul, <laughs> and he's being tasked to pretty much guard everyone that Nikhil can't guard, right? He only had two turnovers. Like, his box score of 34, 6, 5, 2 steals, 3 blocks, it's almost perfect, man. <laughs> and like you said, like, he turned 21 eight months ago. So, yeah. uh, again, back to your point, he's, you know, by all accounts, rookies never really turned down that max extension. He's about to be a minted man, generational wealth. But as we've also learned in the new Adam Silver NBA, like, once they sign, then they can go, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think Anthony Edwards is going anywhere yet, but you have to continue to put the right pieces around him because he can do it. I mean, we thought on Friday he was going to try to do it himself, and he just couldn't. Tonight he did. Tonight he just Mm -hmm. did it by himself. I mean, he really did. That third quarter was they'd only won two of the first, I think, 14 quarters of the season or of the mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. uh and he wasn't gonna let that happen he was dog tired in the third but he played the whole time and it, just everything he does even on defense is getting in passing lanes getting rebounds deflecting rebounds to other guys i don't know what else do you want me to say well what do you okay i know that you started the episode off here by saying that they're gonna lose the series but let's just enjoy what we saw and what we're seeing with that words I just want to make it clear, okay? I have not <laughs> conceded the series yet. I, you know, I, I ranted, I raved, I was upset when they fell down 3-0, okay? I said Wolves in seven before the series. Tonight yep. only inches my take a little closer to reality. No team has ever come da- uh, back from down 3-0. I guess my question to you is, this game five is going to be... I mean, this is Denver's going to be wide awake for game. It felt like Denver was sleeping through the first half of this game, and then they, they kind of woke up second half for sure in the fourth quarter. Denver's going to be fully engaged with the home crowd. You're probably not going to get the same whistle in terms of, like, the free throw shooting discrepancy. Um, it, well, and I guess the, the Wolves have it, had a it, good it whistle. It only being, like, a four free throw discrepancy at the end of this game, but they've they've gotten a pretty decent whistle They've gotten whistle a pretty good whistle. I mean, again, like, there's been missed calls, but, like, if you were fortunate to have courtside seats, 
Jokic gets fouled every time, and that's partly just how he plays, and that's across the mm-hmm. league. Like I think every team that plays him is like we're probably just following him every time, and you can't call him all the time. But yeah, the Wolves have had a pretty good whistle. But sorry, I interrupted but, you. No, but but I guess my long rambling question is: Do you think there's any semblance of hope of pushing this toward a game six or a game seven? Well, of course there is, because of that kid that wears number one. Um, he. He said some things after the game on Game 3, right, that was more like to his teammates, not like to the media, because he actually didn't speak post-game mm-hmm. on Friday, which is super weird, by the way. Uh, but he was like, it's not done yet. Like, we let's we got to win one game. I saw, I think the Wolves avoided, like, I don't think they've ever been swept, by the way, in franchise history, which is like, well, A, they don't make the playoffs a lot, but B, they've never been swept. So that's Well, they've, been, they've definitely been swept in in the five-game series first round back. Are we I, think it was, seven, I don't think they've ever been series? swept in a seven-game series. Really? I think so. Michael, can, we hang, Mike, can we hang a banner for that? Let's, well, the, this was on TNT. We should hang a banner for that. Minnesota, this was on TNT. It said avoided first sweep in franchise history. Wow, dude. So we, but we should hang a banner. I've hung the banners guile, for, the I was trying to hang a banner team. for Michael Grady's 40th birthday today. The Wolves have never <laughs> lost on Grady's birthday. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Also, I think today is the one-year anniversary to the day of Glue Girl, right? It is, yeah. Well, we had two glue gals. Okay, this was the this oh, is the yeah. one-year anniversary of the one that got tackled before she could glue her hand to the court. Okay. The the security guard that somehow like picked up on it as she took two steps forward. He's a legend. Past Becky Taylor and and security guard. I mean, that is Talk about having a head on a swivel, right? You're in, like an in-stadium, in-arena security guard. Yeah, let's be honest. Like, not a whole lot to do most nights. And he, he walks was like, within two a, steps, yep. man, like that dude. He walks mm. around with a swagger. He's like, I'm one of the coolest people here. And he is. Yeah. But but no, to your, to your real question, I kind of thought the Nuggets, the, I didn't think they slept through the game, but they just, yeah, they didn't really have their A game. But I'll also say this, like, talk, listen to Mike Malone pregame, talking to the Denver people, uh, the Nuggets like really wanted to win this game. <laughs> they don't like they they want the rest, right? They know that they're probably going to go up against like maybe the Western Conference favorites in the next round with and against the Suns or something. They, the rest meant a lot to them, mm-hmm. and they were. I mean, you could just see it on their body language. You could see it on their coaching staff. Like they were really frustrated. They they probably think the series is over too, like the math would say. But I think for the Wolves to get off, avoid getting swept, right? Avoid being one of those teams and being ridiculed. There's a chance, man. I mean, all they, this is what you do, right? You never see, I don't think any team has ever come back from 3-0 ever in NBA history. They're like 185-0. and Mm -hmm. But you get this one, I know it sounds crazy, and I don't even know if I believe it, but I'll I'll give you the floor. But, like, you just win on Tuesday. I I would almost dare to say, and I think the Nuggets are going to go final, but Denver's like, it's a must win on on Tuesday for Denver because the last thing you want to do is be down 3-2 and as much kind of, flack as the Wolves have taken all year. The Nuggets have gotten a lot of flack from us, calling them a fake one seed, calling them Purdue, but a lot of they, people don't really believe them. So it, you don't want to be 3-2 going back to Minnesota, man, because this place will be you might as well have the game at Target Field, because there will be no roof on this place <laughs> and it's going to be loud. So they they're probably going to be a pretty pissed off plane ride on the way home. 
it is kind of funny how you can you can start you know one that once you get game four like this you can start to do mental gymnastics to put all the pressure on Denver. And they could, of course, just come out and wash the floor with you by 20 points. You could just be exhausted from... I mean, Anthony Edwards is playing ridiculous minutes, but to your point, if you can somehow find a way in Game 5... And you know what? I know the Wolves have been outplayed largely in the non-Jokic minutes, but large sample size, the Nuggets are... I think they've played... Johnny K had this or somebody... They played like 1,500 minutes or something um, without Jokic on the floor. And they've been outscored by like 350 points. It's not happening in this series. But mm-hmm. he's been in foul trouble twice, at least, in this series, including today. I thought it was I was pounding the table watching that first half. I mean, dude, he picked up two fouls in the first three and a half minutes and stayed in the game. And he finished and they just, with three. And they and they what they went after him a couple times. I'm screaming at the TV like, guys, go literally put him in pick and roll, go at him every single time, and make them pay for having him on the court. Pick up that third foul in the first court. But my point is, if you can if you can get him in foul trouble, if if Anthony Edwards can play lights out again, if you can just find a way to get Game Five, it gets weird for Denver. It gets weird for Denver. hundred so. percent. And I would say we were pretty down after Game One because the Wolves looked so terrible. And then after game two, they had, like, what, 12 good minutes? Uh, The Wolves, I wouldn't really go out on a limb and say that the Minnesota Timberwolves played good basketball tonight. Now, that would be like, well, yeah, they haven't played good all series. But that would be also something, too, that it's like, you know, I I actually thought Carl played a pretty good game, but he was also 0 for 2 from 3. And his two threes, I think, came, like, late in the game. Mm -hmm. You know, he still I, hasn't kind of figured out a full rhythm, like, even though know, he did get if, to the line a lot tonight, which was good. Like, but. if you just told me Wednesday morning, I'm not going to tell you the, the result, but like, Cat had 37. You're like, uh oh. Like, you know, I, I doubt Ant doesn't show up. And like, if Cat has 37, I just, it's such a mountain to climb. But Finch said it pregame. Like, he was like, because someone was like, I think Chris Hine asked him, are you like extra intense tonight or are you playing like loose? Like, with nothing to lose. And Finch was pretty adamant. I think he would have loved it. He's like, it's the playoffs. If you're not playing intense, like, you shouldn't be here. I was like, okay, that's a good one. And he's like, we're not trying to win this series tonight. Which, again, common sense, that's like a Kyle stat. But get that one, and then it's like, okay, the last thing Denver wants to do is have to come back. Because that messes up mm-hmm. their plan of trying to, I mean, this is their year to try to win a title. So Yeah, and, and dude, like, this, like again, this, this all sounds ridiculous to most people. But I'm just going to keep saying what, what's on my mind. <laughs> It's Sunday. Um, it's midnight. It's, it's Monday morning. Right. It's the, it's the same thing that I said before the series started. This is not your classic eight versus one seed series. It looked that way for large mm-hmm. chunks of the first three games because the Wolves played. The Wolves have such a wide range of how well or poorly they can play. And they'll go through stretches where for five games, they'll just they'll play like a team that loses to the Pistons twice and the Hornets twice. But then on the top side, when they tap into something close to their best game, which isn't often enough, and that's why we're having all these big picture conversations, they are one of the better teams in the NBA against winning teams. They have the second best record in the Western Conference against teams that finished or the teams were 500 or above. And the only team better than them was Denver. They beat Denver twice this season. They beat Denver three times the year before. Denver has the worst record of any one seed in the Western Conference since 1979. So again... All of this isn't to say that the Wolves are expected to win Game 5 or make it a seven-game series. I'm just saying it wouldn't be crazy if they took Game 5 and, and then I know they you come st- back home for Game 6. I'm just, I'm just saying. I know, you saw, I know you saw that tweet from your new best friend who you're hanging out with yesterday, but our friend Jake Scraffs, 
The Timberwolves are back in action. This was before the game, but the Timberwolves are back in action tonight as they look to end a three-game losing streak. Interesting to think about how the last four times the Wolves ended a three-game losing streak, they followed it with three straight wins. Mm-hmm. So that would put you right in a, in a scenario where it's Game 7. I really do think, I really think, like, talking to the Nuggets guys before, like the, the media guys, they do not, they were so ready to be done with this. Uh, I don't think that's a happy plane ride home. I think the Nuggets were more than ready to take a break. And now I think the Wolves can play even looser. I mean, to Finch's point, you got to play intense. But I didn't think they played a great game. I didn't mean, we'll see what happened to Kyle Anderson. He left with, he got essentially punched in the face by Ant, uh, not Rudy this time, and he didn't come back. They're going to need him. Um, but we can't do a podcast after this game and not at least mention, like, I thought Austin Rivers, who I didn't love the minutes in game three, he gave them real good minutes tonight. I mean, he hit mm-hmm. a, a th- at least one three in the corner. He plays really good defense. He kind of gives you what Nikhil gives you. Um, Jalen Noel, again, is just having a horrendous finish to his Timberwolves tenure. He missed three layups on that one possession. That was kind of a momentum killer. So mm-hmm. they're running out of guy. I mean, we'll see what happens to Kyle. I don't know if it was super serious. Um, he obviously was ruled out for the rest of the game, but they're running out of guys. But again, you know, if you got one guy at the top and everyone else can follow, um, a big cat game on Tuesday wouldn't surprise me now that they feel a little looser and they get to kind of... Also, too, like, I think you know how this would have been. We would have crushed them if they would have came out and lost by 30. I kind of had this feeling of, like, when the, the Lakers many years ago lost to the Mavs and, like, Andrew Bynum punched a guy and they got beat by 40. I totally thought you could see the Wolves come out tonight and just have no heart. Mm-hmm. That's not how they played. I mean, they really fought for four quarters. Again, I'm not being like, wow, we got to love this team. So this is still one of the yeah. most frustrating scenes ever, but they it's showed ants. you something tonight. Yeah. It's and it's Ant. Ant. Fact, I'm calling for some of the, the post-game comments here, too. So, Anthony Edwards, I'll just read you a couple of these. I went to Cat's house last night, had a great conversation with him, so I knew he was going to come out with energy. He did a great job on Jokic, uh, Nikhil, Mike Conley. They made big shots in overtime. Rudy played his ass off. And then he had high praise for Chris Finch. And then when it came down to his own game, he said, I played terrible, if you ask me. I damn near shot us out of the game with some of his missed shots, kind of in the, I guess he missed a couple shots, like middle to late fourth quarter, if I remember correctly. But what I love about this is great leaders deflect credit yep. and shoulder blame. Yep. And he has that instinct at age 21, which is kind of amazing. It's n- The success is never about him when he's speaking publicly. Yep. And... And if if they lose a game, he will shoulder it, even if he's the one that drops like 40 points in a desperate effort. So the fact that a 21-year-old looks like that on the court with his play and then speaks like this as a leader, that's just something you can't really teach. So, man. And I, 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 there's got to be people listening to this. They're like, you guys are so blowing smoke. But this in this league, not football, not but this is what this league is all about. It's just a about guy like Anthony having yeah. that guy, like having mm-hmm. a dude, and then filling all the pieces around him. Like, I'm not ready to maybe put him on the exact shelf that like a Luka Doncic is at, but because Luka's done more in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But you look at like what the Mavs have around Luka all these years, and it's, it's not a lot of guys. And he can kind of again, I keep saying like he can lift all boats by himself to a certain level. That's what Ant is doing. That's what Ant did tonight. To beat these teams and to make you know long runs, you need more more boats, I guess, or more guys around him. But an incredible performance, and for him to again not really hang his head after 
they blew a lead that he essentially built and just continue to be like, give me the ball. I mean, you got to see some of the stuff, too, that's not on camera, like him demanding the ball when they would get a stop. It's like, no, no, like, no, we're not running whatever. Any play, like, sorry, Mike, who I trust, but give me the ball. He was in the second half, he was telling Mike Conley, give me the ball. Yeah. You go over here. You you might get the ball at some point, but I'm running the show here. And Love it, I, dude. I will say too, he he trusted. This is gonna make give me a headache, but he trusted Rudy down the stretch. Like there was a couple times where he got Rudy the ball or tried to give it to him, and Rudy had to travel or Rudy got blocked, whatever. Um, but I mean, he was he was also like making the pass, right? Like it didn't turn out to be a good possession. But if he would have taken two more shots there and missed them both, I think we would have been like, well, you know, he shot thirty times. So yeah. It's just, it's all, you know, when the lights are the brightest, it's like he just is starting to figure it out more and more and more. He had a couple hockey assists tonight that I had written down in my notes. So, and it's just important to play in these games, even if they get punked on Tuesday and we're all pissed off by Wednesday morning. It's like, I know, again, broken record that this kid, you can build around this kid. And I don't think we would have said that nine months ago. I think we'd he's really good. Charles Barkley said it after the game. He goes, Anthony Edwards is not going to be a star. Anthony Edwards is going to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. And those guys are just damn near impossible to find. Oh, man. And those guys are so bored with the Timberwolves, the TNT guys, except for Anthony Edwards. They were even talking at halftime about, like, how boring the game was and just how how Barkley was watching. He, he was, like, watching um, the NHL game on TBS during the first half and stuff. So the fact that Ant has their attention. By the way, someone here, the Daily Wolves on Twitter, I think this is a screenshot from a pre-draft it's a pre-draft write-up before Anthony Edwards uh, was drafted by the Timberwolves, and it was the it was one of the ones that talked about how he doesn't like basketball or does, he'd rather play football. And I think it was from the Ringer potentially, and um, it gives the top five comp players that were currently in the NBA at that point that he that that he compares the best to, and the list was Kobe White, J.R. Smith, Colin Sexton, Deion Waiters, and Jordan Crawford. I'd like to update that list to Michael Jordan, <laughs> Dwayne Jesus Wade, Christ, yeah. <laughs> Dwayne Wade, um, the Dalai Lama, and <laughs> Alex Rodriguez in a Yankees jersey. They just oh, walked man. by. Uh, no, it's an incredible. It's again. What else do you say? Like I'm just seeing stuff now. I was looking on Twitter. Like he called Nikhil Alexander Walker the MVP. Uh, again, I know even my dad sometimes like the cynic would be like, ah, that's that's stupid. Like, that means a lot for Nikhil, right? Like, Nikhil is going to hear that. He's going to see it on his phone. His buddies are going to text him, like, oh, you see Ant, like, said you were the MVP tonight. Like, back to your original point, there's guys that have this skill on the court. But it's all the stuff Mike Conley says about how Ant is behind the scenes or what Carl said Ant's like on the plane. It's it's just, it's not even a, it's not a slight to anyone else, man. It's just a lot of people don't have that characteristic, and he does, and... He does it in all all ways, shapes, and forms. I mean, he even kind of like waved off doing the post game thing. He was like, "No, you got to let Nikhil and Rudy do it." Um, that's pretty unique because I think Ant should have come out there and just, you know, said crazy shit for three minutes and got the crowd hyped up. But he's like, "No, no, no! I want those guys to get to get the fame." So, yeah. Well, dude, I know you have a flight to catch here uh, in, in like an hour and a half, whatever. So I think this is, we appreciate everyone hanging out with us here late or either late on this Sunday, early on this Monday. Um, however you view it and anyone that listens or watches on demand. And if you could on the score North YouTube channel, again, click the subscribe button and the like button helps spread the word about what we're building here on flagrant Howls and score North. So the wolves are not dead yet. Game five in Denver here in a couple nights, Anthony Edwards 
has arrived as one of the top players in these playoffs. And so this has become, to me, again, it's like it's kind of what we were saying after they were down three games to none. The fact that Anthony Edwards is here, you know, if they get swept, it sucks. That's not the ideal result. But to win them to win game four and for Anthony Edwards to be showing out, there's just it doesn't mean there's not big changes that are necessary this offseason. But you have the hardest piece of the puzzle to find. Yep. And now it's about watching him in the moment here and then seeing what they can build around him. So any final thoughts from you from the arena courtside, hobnobbing with the rich and famous, the A-Rods, the Craig Kilborns? <laughs> no, I mean, shout out to, to Kilby. He's he's the best. I'm watching Jim and, and Grady leave. Uh, no, just just a real impressive performance for back to that, that those player comps for Ant. They didn't really think the kid had the drive or the determination. That was one of the things they questioned him coming out of Georgia. And to play like this in a game that will probably go down, I mean, knock on wood, right? I mean, Phil, I dressed in all black today for a funeral. Okay. Like, I was ready for this to be done, so... I dressed in navy for the Twins game, but uh, I was a day late, apparently. The, the oh, the navy, navi- out. The navi- yeah, the navi- out I thought tonight, they so, did another yeah. whiteout tonight, but I definitely thought with the funeral vibes or just how sad everyone has been about the season, they should have done a blackout for multiple reasons. Yeah. But yeah, he, he just, he showed up and he doesn't really worry about how big of a task this is, and that's why I think they're probably going to lose on Tuesday. I know you and I will probably go live after that again, but all of a sudden now, I think you're on to something that if they just win that game, the, the Denver Nuggets do not want to come back to this place. That would be a nightmare for them because if it is 3-2, and that's a, that's a tall task to go win in Denver where I think they're 36-8, and eight, but to, to do that and get back to 3-2, the momentum completely changes and the pendulum changes and Barkley's mood changes and it all goes back to, are the Nuggets a fake one seed? Are the Nuggets for real? Are the Nuggets going to choke? So getting this win tonight kind of eliminates some of the extra stink and you got 40 more, 48 more minutes to try to keep this thing going. It gets weird if they win game five. And I, and I want to see it get weird. If they win game five, I want you to just do this from your hot tub. <laughs> well, just, Gladly. Just, I might get electrocuted, but it would be, it'd be, it'd be worth it, worth down it for to content purposes. Floor 12. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us here. Kyle holding it down inside Target Center here. And, um, yeah, this is your... This is your favorite, maybe even your new favorite, if you're discovering us tonight for the first time, Timberwolves Lifestyle Podcast. It's Flagrant Howls.